44 degrees now in Appomattox, 46 in Salem and Roanoke, 43 in Danville, 46 in Lynchburg and Bedford. Well, if you had any doubts, and here we go. Sharpton that he will seek a second term in office. That's according to an official with Sharpton's National Action Network. Oh, the comments reportedly came during a private conversation between Biden and Sharpton at the White House last month. NBC News has reached out to the administration for comment. Meantime, President Biden first lady. Well, yeah, Biden, so. he told Sharpton, I'm running again. Because there's been a lot of speculation. Is he running? But he's telling people privately, I'm running. I'm uh, running again. Yeah, we're all going to be running <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to for- the border in the other way. <laughs> Well, yeah. Oh, it's so bad. I wish that we had, I mean, I know we got two beautiful oceans on either side. I wish there was just like one more border that we could go say, yeah, I'm going to Belize. Right. Yeah, I'm, well. I'm going to Bermuda. You just need a boat. <laughs> That's well, all. this is true. Just got to have a boat. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, 866-916-3776. You're on the morning jam. Hey, in, in the famous last words of uh, uh, Barack Obama, don't boo, vote. <laughs> right, <okay. laughs> well there you go there you go so, never thought i'd hear you right. quoting well, I him call, i called to talk about something else uh this morning me and my uh, uh come to the table we're going to come by through lynchburg and pick up our uh dinners no oh. and then we headed up to the natural bridge it's a petting zoo or something up there where we're going to. oh nice nice yeah there, there's so many anyway. uh great places you can go to especially mm. along the blue ridge this yeah. time of year yeah, that's going to be a pretty ride across 132. Mm-hmm. Lee's probably starting to pretty good up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, you're going to be in my neck of the woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all going, y'all could come up if you want to. Uh, <laughs> you want us if you want to. You, you never yeah, know. Mark ne- has never turned yeah. down a box lunch from Heavenly Ham. I'm telling you, <laughs> or from Honey Baked Ham. I don't know how many we got. I don't know exactly how many we got going yet, but uh, if we had to pay for 15. For the for the wagon ride, uh-huh. right, right. So, uh-huh. so uh, we paid paid up. So if, uh, if uh, but uh, I don't have to. You don't have to pay for the walking part. What what's the what's the date again? It's the twelfth. Okay. Well, I think you're going to have a wonderful time. We're so glad that you're uh, that you're you're going to make a special day of it, yeah. and we're excited to be a part of it. That's that's good stuff. Yeah, maybe if y'all want to, we can do some video chats or something. I'll get some videos of it. Uh, okay. okay yeah. I'd, I'd like that very much. Yeah, it sounds good. Hey, thanks for the call, bud. Yeah, appreciate we appreciate you. it. <laughs> he uh, won our uh, Come to the Table, I believe. Was it last week or week before? Last something week. Like yeah. Last week. Okay. And uh, you could win this week. Uh-huh. And you could treat uh, up to, to nine of your friends and yourself to honey baked ham those 10 box lunches mm-hmm. uh we just want people to to come together and make memories just like that yeah, absolutely. if you'd like to do that just text us 434-248-0704 we've had people enjoy it for themselves we've had people gift it to uh to others mm-hmm. uh that that were maybe were having a rough time and and needed a little extra love you can use it however you like mm-hmm. and it's a, a really a great thing that uh, Harvest Baptist Church yeah. is uh, allowing us Thank to do so here on the show, and they just remind us that it is time to, to be, be kind, kind, no doubt, even to Joe Biden. <laughs> so it's uh, it's really difficult when he says some of the stuff that he says. Of course, his his latest gaffe was you know that he was practically raised in a Puerto Rican family when he was in Puerto Rico yesterday. I don't know where that came from. It's it's. I'm always amazed uh, with what he comes up with. I mean, well, but they still they still aren't over the whole "Where's Jackie" thing. I know people cannot seem 
to get uh, over that that part. Now we've got. The- I didn't know uh, Scranton had a Puerto Rican community. Well, my name's Joe Biden, and I don't want the headline to read "Biden brings storm to Puerto Rico." <laughs> so I don't. I'm going to maybe have to cut this a little short. I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home. Okay. What is sort of raised? What sort of. Mean? Like I ran into a Puerto Rican I'm once sort of in raised. my life. I had a maid once who was Puerto Rican. I, I mean, had you lunch. stopped short of saying something like that. Right. I had lunch with a Puerto Rican once, therefore they were family. Well, it's okay now because uh, the view's weighing in. Oh, gee. Um, apparently. Right. Of course, again, this whole "Where's Jackie?" gaff, where he was looking for the dead congresswoman, yeah, the dead congresswoman last just week. isn't is it going away? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the hosts from from the View right. says that the problem with the, the whole Jackie gaff is that America's ageist. Ageist. Yes, that's yes. a new term. Yes, ageist. Does that mean they discriminate against mm-hmm. people that are old? Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then co-host Whoopi Goldberg said, I mean, she passed last month. It's not like it was 100 years ago. So what? what? <laughs> I mean, come oh on. Gosh. How many excuses? They have to have an excuse machine in the back room. And oh, kick that one out. Yeah, let's use that one. I mean, look, the, the, the oh bottom line is um, the, the thing that made it so bad was the way Jean-Pierre dealt with it. Right, right. I mean, if she had if she had just said, um, "All right, guys, he had a moment. Who in this room has it? We've all had brain farts. Right, That's right, right. What we call them. Yeah, that, and, and it would have been, and maybe there would have been one question, and then they would have moved right. on. But no, she had to double down. Yeah, you know, and well, she, she was at the top of his mind, and then the the other reporter said, "Well, I have John Lennon at the top of my mind most days, but I'm not looking for him." Yeah, and then and then Sonny. Uh, hosting on yeah, there yeah you go to other countries and our elders are revered and they're well, revered because of the knowledge they've required uh, requ- acquired they're not leading countries right necessarily exactly they're they're mentoring and sometimes they have a moment they're not leading the most strongest well we used to be but supposedly uh, we're still a superpower okay there's they're only like, just two or three in the, stop in the world weaponizing his age oh my i gosh. hate that about oh this country gosh. Stop what it's like the the movie that came out over the weekend bros made 4.8 million when broke mountain did much better i think they made a total of 83 million over over the time they were on um another gay movie this gay movie's not and and now we're all homophobics right because now we're not going it. to see the movie mm. i mean they're going to twist our arm and make us go pay to go Co- something we don't agree with i mean come on people co-host Alyssa griffin said the cover-up was worse than the crime right and that the president has been gaff prone his entire career he has which is true and it's just gotten worse right uh she added the reporters who asked questions about biden's gaff uh were these were not right-wing reporters right um behar said but they reflect what people say yeah they do they do reflect that. Mm-hmm. They want to, He's been given pass after pass after pass after pass. And now people are like, holy crap. Maybe he really doesn't have all of his ducks in a row. Maybe all the oars aren't in the water. Keep going. I, I maybe, like that. Maybe it's not just the brightest bulb in the box. Maybe there are no bulbs in the box. Right. Should I go on? Well, 
let's can we can we just go to a golden oldie? All his crayons are white. There's like absolutely <laughs> no color in the box. Let's go to a golden oldie here with with uh, and he's talking oh, about. I don't know that there's anything. Chuck Graham, okay. who is a congressman. And I also am told that uh, that uh, uh, Chuck Graham, state senator, is here. Chuck. Stand up, Chuck. Let him see you. Oh, that's the line oh, that was... God love you. What am I talking about? Yeah, what are you Chuck's in about? a wheelchair. Right. now. Chuck's but, in a wheelchair. But that's pretty old. Yeah, this is an old one, but they covered for him even back then. Right. Well, but here's the thing. One, What we have going on now is he's always been an, kind of an idiot. Right. When it comes to... He's always done these big, huge... Like, I sent you some really old ones. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, where he said... Last week. Oh, my gosh. The one about, about um, Haiti. Haiti. Oh, that was- you know, uh, oh, hey, you know, I hate to say it, but, you know, Haiti falls off into the ocean. It's, you know, it's not a big deal. So he's always been this kind of goofball, gaff-prone right. person, loose cannon. You never know what he's going to say. Right. Now we're just amplifying that with the age thing. Right. And it's just, it's even worse. But it's always been there. I mean, the one I sent to you was from 90s like 93 or something yeah i can't i mean it was it was really old yeah i can't find that and one. and he was literally like oh you know haiti falls into the ocean it's not a big deal yeah no big deal one way or the other oh here it is here it is what's your reaction mr president to the haitian president being assassinated oh no no that's the wrong yeah. one i well, thought it was the i'm sure i'm sure one. there was a gaffe with that one too yeah but it's just one after the uh, yeah. one after the other. Well, there's when so come, many. To when we come from. back, um, <laughs> we've got uh, energy experts sounding an alarm on uh, Europe's energy crisis. We've been doing this for a while, uh, saying it is a clear and present warning for America, and it is. And uh, they're warning congressional leaders: do not follow Europe blindly into the same disaster. We'll do that when we come back. It is eight sixteen here on the morning jam. Thanks for being with us. Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. If Haiti, a god-awful thing to say, if Haiti just quietly sunk into the Caribbean or rose up 300 feet, it wouldn't matter a whole lot in terms of our interest. Uh, Everybody's talking about, you know, oh, it's ageism. and He's been doing this forever. He's been making these gaffes, saying these stupid things for as long as the man's been around. Yeah. He just gets a pass for it. He does. He does. Um, That's just how that works for him. Could you imagine? Could you imagine somebody else saying that? Right. Yeah, they put themselves out themselves out there as like, you know, all these oh these poor people, and we want to help all these poor people. Right. Eleven million people. If it fell off into the Caribbean, nope, wouldn't matter. Remember what Trump said? It's a terrible thing to say, but you know, wouldn't matter much. Took a lot of heat for what he said about Haiti. He he called it a poop hole. Yeah, and 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 you know the thing is, and that was not that was a disgusting thing to say. It was, it was. Was was there some accuracy in that statement? Probably, and well, you know, it's still a home to a lot of people. It it is, it is. I'm not, I'm not disparaging the people of Haiti. Here's the interesting thing, and it's about leadership. You've got an island, you've got the Dominican Republic on one side and Haiti's on the other. They share the same island. 
but it's two different worlds. And you know, is the D- Dominican Republic perfect? No, but it is not Haiti. Um, you know, there we have poured literally hundreds of millions of dollars into Haiti, and and because of the corruption, you've got to clean up the corruption, and and that's that's where the really the the stinkiness comes is from the leadership. Well, and I'm just mind. saying we've got we've got cities in our own oh my country. Gosh. That that, look, that fall into that category. Yes, absolutely. Um, you you think you're in Haiti right. in some of these big cities where they've literally poured billions and billions and billions of dollars over the year. Right. And and you see what money does. It doesn't. That's why I'm saying throwing money at Puerto Rico, you've got to it's gotta be done in a proper way and there has to be accountability attached to those dollars. Well, and my thing is we need to be taking care of things on the home front before yes. we can even begin to do that a group of energy and environmental experts are sounding the alarm on u.s climate policies pointing to the european crisis as an example of what happens when you blindly abandon energy security Mm -hmm. in a letter today the coalition of six experts urged congressional leaders senate minority leader mitch mcconnell um the house minority leader kevin mccarthy to consider how green policies have contributed to the energy crisis in Europe. They added that the crisis proves that U.S. lawmakers need to bolster, not compromise, Mm. energy security. Wow. Welcome to the party, guys. We've been saying that for ages. Right. That's what that's what the average American person, your everyday right. Joe Blow on the street, that's what they believe. Bring the electric cars on, but bring the infrastructure sure. first. Right. You got to have infrastructure. It's just still And make sure your people are okay. When you build a development and I've been part of a lot of development over the years because of the background I had in construction. I can remember when new developments came into being, Janet. There were years of prep work to put the streets, That's the right. sewers, and, and drainage systems in, power. You did all the infrastructure. You didn't just build a house. Right. You know, you had to have the infrastructure to support it. Can it's just you, common sense. Can you imagine, just for a second, if all the people that were trying to evacuate in Florida had to do it in electric cars? Oh, my gosh. There, they, there'd be cars. There'd be dead people but all up and down I-4. But imagine what that would look like. Oh, yeah. I mean, you don't in, in situations like that. You don't have thirty minutes, right, to charge, charge a car. Charge your car, right? You just don't have it. Yeah, you get in your combustible engine vehicle, and you turn you the roll. key, and you go. You get the heck out of Dodge. You do. Um, the actual environmental benefits of green energy are few and far between. They mm. say in this letter, if there's any at all. Yet its economic and national security impact is immeasurably negative. Mm-hmm. Compromising American energy security for the sake of climate alarmism is Hmm. more than a misstep yes it's a catastrophic error just look to europe yes defending our nation's energy economy and independence has to be a priority and honestly this is the thing that that could make the difference in the november elections Mm -hmm. i mean i think like i say i think the average person understands that this is not sustainable right it's not reasonable if you have any logistic reasoning at all you can see that it's just right. not feasible and not that we can't work towards it right let's work towards it you need the other energy to build the other one for crying out loud you need fossil fuels to build your stupid little green paradise and i gotta tell you if we allowed this president 
who is absent-minded and God knows who's really pulling the strings. Somebody texted us yesterday and said, Mark, it's Obama. Obama's running the country. Mm -hmm. And it could be through Valerie Jarrett and others, all right? But if we give this guy power for the next two-plus years... Which is just hard to even... Like, it just gives me a pit in my stomach right. thinking we got to survive two we more will years not, of this guy. We will realize this green fantasy because they just passed a bill called it the Inflation Act, and it was the biggest green bill ever passed by our Congress, and they put a different name on it. It's still a pig if you dress it up. Well, you give this guy power, and I'm telling you, people, your country's not going to look the same by 2024, and it might be too late. Well, it might look a lot like this. Europeans have been forced to take drastic measures to conserve energy, to keep bills low, while governments have imposed rationing rules, introducing relief programs. The letter noted that the crisis has forced manufacturing plants to close and will likely lead to major blackouts throughout the winter in Germany. Wow. For political reasons, Europe chose to rely on renewable energy and oil from hostile sources, in this case being Russia. Can I, can I just stop you for a second? Think about that for just a second. Germany, brilliant minds. They bring us in the car industry, BMW and Mercedes. Germany. I've got a story. And they allowed it, Janet. That we'll talk about in the next half hour about a German village that took their energy matters into their own mm. hands. It's a really okay. fascinating story. Uh, we'll talk about okay, that. Okay, great. But with this letter, it's, it's saying, we're being told by the environmental left, by the administration, we should choose the same path. <laughs> and that's a terrible path. It is. Uh, in Europe, electricity prices are double what they are in the U.S. Oh, holy cow. That's because of the choices that they've made. Mm -hmm. We're setting ourselves up for the same thing. Yep. And we can all see it. What I'm hearing from the eco-left is the solution to our energy problems is more wind and solar. There's not enough of it. Right. The fact is, for every megawatt or terawatt of unreliable energy, you need to build the same amount of reliable backup source. Mm -hmm. what, when, what about when the wind stops blowing, the sun stops shining? Mm -hmm. So what we're doing is probably doubling the cost of electrical generation. Then all these facilities that you've built will sit idle until they're needed. Right. Uh, we need to be paying attention. We need to be learning from these mistakes. Yeah. I look forward to your your little German community. Well, um, I, I th and I think there's a lot of people in America who have done this. Mm -hmm. um, and we may be seeing... We may be seeing more does, does of this it, kind of does, thing. That is a, does it involve hydrogen at all? No, uh, okay. it does involve, um, I may have time to, to get to it now. Uh, it's a tiny German town. Mm -hmm. Nobody in that town worries about energy bills. Um, the, it's uh, Feldheim, mm -hmm. a population of 130 people. Okay. And it's uh, located an hour and a half south of Berlin. Okay. It's a very modest village. It's been self-sufficient for more than a decade. Oh. The, uh, it started in the mid-90s. They erected a handful of wind turbines mm -hmm. to provide electricity to the village. Then they built a local grid, solar panels, battery storage, and more turbines. A biogas plant put up to keep piglets warm was expanded. 
providing extra income to the farmers cooperative, Mm -hmm. which pumps hot water through the village. Okay. Wide central heating system. Interesting. A hydrogen production facility is also under construction. Now 55 wind turbines can be seen but not heard on the sloping farmlands around Fieldheim, and residents enjoy the cheapest electricity and natural gas rates in Germany. Wow. I think hydrogen is part of the solution, possibly, because of the omission is condensation, basically. They sleep well at night, Mm -hmm. said one local organization. They have no concerns. The prices are not going to change, not in the immediate future anyway. Right. And what what have they learned that we in America should know and always known is you don't rely on the government to take care of you. Right. You roll up your sleeves and you do it yourself. Yeah. Because the government... It's sad that we have to be learning this from a German village an hour and a half the other side of Berlin. I can tell you this. The Pullet Bureau's members in Russia all have heat. The common people probably don't. And that's, I mean... Except in this little town. Yeah. I mean, it's it's amazing because I've said it and I'll say it again. The government doesn't give a damn about you. They give a damn about power. And I hate to say it, I didn't believe it for the longest time, but it has proven itself to be true. And there's power in green energy. There's money to be made in green energy. And there's other people pushing those. One of the basic human philosophies is what's in it for me. With the government, you can times that times a billion. Yeah. Time to take care of ourselves, folks. Yeah. 831. Kimberly McBroom has some local stories for us. But first, CBS News Brief here on The Morning Jam. Oh, my. Currently, we have 47 degrees in Lynchburg, 49 in Bedford, in Roanoke, 48 in Danville, 50 in Salem, 46 in Appomattox. Newsflash, do not take dating advice from Michael Scott from the office. (laughs) Probably not a good idea. We love the office at my house, and I was was sending my my son dating advice, but it was all from Michael Scott (laughs) yesterday. Mm -hmm. So, not a great mom moment, probably. (laughs) Virginia Realtors are announcing next year's housing market forecast. Experts say <clears throat> the market has cooled down. We've had national stories uh, uh, you know, dealing with that, too. The Virginia Realtors say 2023 is on track to be the sharpest annual drop in sales activity in more than 10 years. It predicts a 2.5 decrease in home sales over the next year, along with uh, increase in medium home prices. Um, it just said you know, 2022 was sort of this... Uh, well, the the years leading up to it, because of the way interest rates were, uh, made it sort of an interesting market. And now it's uh, it's beginning to cool off. And I think it's important for consumers to understand that uh, buyers and sellers be aware that this trend is happening out there across the country. And uh, despite this data, he says the 30-year fixed rate will gradually go down. He said it'll take a while. Uh, but, you know, we've seen, what, three now increases of Point seven five, mm-hmm. um, and that that ha- that has really cooled the market off. Yeah, for sure. And and I don't know when that's going to turn around because they're doing that to slow down inflation. And this is what happened during the Reagan years early on. Uh, Volcker, Paul Volcker, did that and it worked. Except we weren't thirty trillion dollars in debt at the time, and that plays into all this mess. 
An Appomattox County resident took to uh, social media to report her car was broken into and a firearm was stolen. Crystal Weaver told that her uh, car was in her driveway. The incident took place sometime between 1 and 5 a.m. on Sunday the 2nd near Dogwood Street. Uh, Weaver said she reported the firearm stolen to local police. Locals commented on the post hearing or experiencing break-ins in that same area. Appomattox County Sheriff's Office confirmed the incident involving a firearm as well as at least three other reports of vehicle break-ins in that same area. Uh, the sheriff there says that it's not something Appomattox has seen often, but they are seeing it. And uh, there are occasional larcenies generally in the same area of town. And the missing items are money, a purse, Weaver's gun, a spare magazine. Uh, Weaver describes the incident as shocking, saying that uh, they've lived there over a year, never felt the need to lock vehicles. Uh, Sheriff Simpson's reminded people you should always lock your cars, mm-hmm. never leave personal belongings inside, especially not guns. Yeah. AAA saying the national average per gallon for a regular unleaded is rising. It's 379 across the country. In Virginia, we're paying about 331 a gallon, uh, which is down a penny from from last Sunday. Uh, experts say the demand in rye, you know, the demand is rising and the supply will tighten up. This is typically what happens. Uh, we're still well over what we were paying this time last year. So uh, budget, 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 I would say for this winter. It could be a really tough winter. And, you know, Janet and I were talking about gifts and such. And I was I was joking about people going out and stealing gifts out of people's cars so they can gift someone this year. But in all seriousness... I think more than ever, based on the inflation, we have to look at every budget line item. And I, I got to tell you, we're doing it at my house and we're getting ready to cut some things out that are those monthly kind of recurring bills that are more of, um, you know, for pleasure, you know, right. may, maybe Netflix and that kind of thing. So um, you don't want to go into debt, people, especially right now. You could be looking at super high interest rates on credit cards. Uh, if you choose to put it on plastic, and I would just strongly encourage you. As someone who fought it for many, many years, and my wife and I did the Ramsey thing. We've talked about it on the show, and we don't have plastic. Our plastic is our debit card, and if we don't have the money, we don't get it. Well, as uh, Halloween is getting closer and closer, people are lending their minds to more spooky things Mm. Uh, located in the heart of Bedford on a street that bears its name. You will find historic Avenel. I hope I'm saying that right. A-V-E-N-E-L. Okay. Uh, the history is very rich there. Mm-hmm. I've been seeing a lot of things online about uh, some of the the hauntings of okay. this area. Uh, Avenel was completed in 1838 by William Burwell and his wife, Frances. The Burwell family was deeply involved in both national and local politics of the time. Uh, Mrs. Burwell's father and grandfather were the first county clerks in Bedford. Uh, Mr. Burwell's father was the private secretary to Thomas Jefferson. Once it was completed, uh, the Burwells, along with their two daughters, Letty and Catherine, moved in with Francis's widowed mother and her son, Edward. The Burwells then had two more daughters, Fan and Rosa. Fan died young after contracting 
typhoid. Mm. She had gone to visit her husband while he was out with his troops. She did make it back to the house and died there. Their only son, James, died even younger at only 11 months. It was believed he was either entombed in the attic or buried in the basement. Mm. In 1906, the Burwells sold the home to the Ballard family and their six children. In 85, the last family to privately own Avon. Avenal sold it to what is now called the Avenal Foundation. The um, uh, apparently they're having uh, lots of paranormal groups that come through there. Hmm. Uh, they host meet and greets, and uh, it might be kind of a fun place to to visit around around the you know spooky time of the year. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, the bathroom mm. is where the EMF reader records its highest recordings. Oh, really? Yeah. So wow. Just be aware. Okay. That's what happens. Something fun to do. There's there's some spooky pictures, though, mm-hmm. there, for sure. Hey, if you're in the Alta Vista area, Alta Vista on track, and pleased to announce the 13th annual downtown Scarecrow Stroll, it will occur. Not uh, as scary. <laughs> not as scary. Sounds a little, but fun. little more fun. October mm-hmm. 1 through uh, Monday, that would was, you know, October 1 was what, Saturday? It's going to go all the way through the 31st downtown Alta Vista. Uh, there's some. Uh, this looks interesting. I may have to try this one. It's not that far from Lynchburg, and of course, all of our friends on the south side, just a little bit north, and we have listeners in Alta Vista. So uh, glad to see that that is still continuing on. Uh, Scarecrow. He was one of my favorite on, you know, with Dorothy, but Scarecrow the dog. I saw a really scary Midsummer Murder where it was a Scarecrow festival, and like, it was the murder. Did they like come to I don't know how big Mick Summer is, but I mean, they've been getting murders there for like 25 years. Wow. It's a very long running series on the BBC. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, we talked about the story a little bit, just kind of touched on it uh, earlier in the show, where a Vermont girls' high school volleyball team yeah. has been barred from their own locker room. Yeah. Interesting story. Mm hmm. It's, uh, I, I'm not really sure exactly how this happens but um uh, Ver- vermont school uh, members of the high school volleyball team have been barred from using their own locker rooms after a dust up with a transgender athlete that would be male blake allen who plays for the randolph union high school girls volleyball team said uh talked about how uncomfortable it made her um it's a big thing why aren't you allowed in the locker room when people ask her The problem began after a dispute with a transgender athlete who hasn't been publicly identified. Okay. Apparently, the athlete made inappropriate remarks to other players who then complained. Mm -hmm. Whatever was said has not come out. Some team members want the transgender player relocated. Vermont state law means that students can play sports and use locker rooms which corresponds with the gender with which they identify. Thanks, Bernie Sanders. Yes. They want all the girls who feel uncomfortable to get uh, changed in a single stall bathroom. That, I'm sorry. So all the I'm girls. Sorry. Flip that around. Right. Make the. <clears throat> sorry. If one person bad. got changed separately, it would take one minute in no time at all. Right. So if the if the but we're going to make them get in line right one at a time, or maybe two or three in a single bathroom again. What did I say yesterday? Bass backwards. Right. And once again, women and girls lose. They're on the short end of the stick. You've got to be kidding me. 
yeah. So there's only one, and it, it's not coming out. Get in the whole locker room. Right. And uh, look, Caitlyn Jenner, uh, she, she, he, they were tweeting yesterday mm-hmm. uh, about transgender girls in in sports at all is unfair. Right. And they shouldn't be allowed in the in the locker room. Um. So, I and 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 was getting beat up about it, right? Somewhat. Sure. There was one. There was one uh, parent on there saying, "You know, well, all four of my girls are transgender. Really, all four of your kids? What are the odds that all four of your children were born the wrong? I'm using air quotes. Right. The wrong sex. Four. Right. One. I might go. Eh, okay." Two, yeah. my BS meter's going up. Right. By four, right. I don't think they're getting enough attention at home. I mean, something's, something's going, going on, on Yeah, with that. Mm-mm. So, people in Vermont, you better start fighting back. Transgender rights advocates say students who are trans are vulnerable. You don't think a 13, 14-year-old girl is vulnerable from, with, a, with a, from guy a boy in saying, there? Saying something inappropriate to right, them? Right, right. And then getting his jollies because right, exactly. he controls the narrative. They all got to stand in line. He's got a whole locker room yeah. to himself. Oh, my God. So ridiculous. Yeah. Pretty crazy. It's, it's an interesting time. Mm-hmm. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on The Morning Jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They're located on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg, your Midtown grocer, and they have some great prices on some wonderful cuts. And they're grinding fresh meats every single day. Try out some of those uh, custom-made things that they make in-house. Their sausages, their meatloaves, things like that. Ready to go. Makes your cooking life easier. And be sure to pick up a pork tenderloin because there's so many things you can do with those gorgeous tenderloins they sell over there. Today, we're going to make a pork tenderloin in a creamy mushroom sauce and you serve it over your pasta of choice. It's also good over gnocchi if you like that. Uh, slice your pork tenderloin into medallions about an inch thick and then you're going to make a mixture of flour, garlic powder, onion powder, paprika, salt, and pepper. Dredge those medallions in the flour and then you're just going to sear them till they're golden brown and a little bit of olive oil. Set those aside in a warm place. Then you're going to reduce your heat and your skillet to medium. Add in a little more butter and uh, olive oil. Add your sliced onions and your mushrooms to the pan. Saute those until the onions are caramelized. Add in your garlic just for a second. Then you're going to add in some flour. You're going to deglaze that pan with some marsala, white wine, or chicken broth, whatever you prefer. I think the marsala is really good with it, but white wine works uh, equally as well. And if you don't want to use alcohol at all, use the chicken broth. Then you're going to stir in a half a cup of sour cream and return the uh, pork to the pan after you get that gravy to the consistency you want it to be. Salt it and pepper it to taste. Serve it over your favorite pasta. Garnish it with chives, uh, some thyme, dill, fresh parsley, and you are good to go. Mm. It is so delicious, perfect for fall. Pork tenderloin in a creamy mushroom sauce over pasta. You can find this recipe by going to Facebook. Type in Janet's Five and Dine. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share brought to you by FNL Market, where their meats are cut above. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the Morning Jam with Janet and Mark on the Virginia Talk Radio Network.
I come from a long line of Southern cooks, and one thing my mama always told me was ingredients matter. That's why I trust the experienced butchers at F&L Market, Lynchburg's only locally and family-owned independent grocery store. Their staff cuts and grinds fresh meats daily and will offer you the personal service you desire for everyday meals or special occasions. This week at F&L Market, save on whole boneless pork loins, $2.69 a pound, and slice for free. Jamestown Roll Sausage, hot or mild, is two for $6. Family Pack Split Chicken Breast are $1.49 a pound. Family Pack Sirloin Steak is $4.98 a pound. And Hormel Bacon, all varieties, $4.98 for a 16-ounce pack. Sign up to be a VIP Savings Club member by texting FL Market to 833-605-1804. Stop by FNL Market today, 2517 Memorial Avenue, Lynchburg. Their meat is a cut above. The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. The Morning Jam with Janet Wait. and Mark. Wow. We're all over the place. Hey, I want to mention during this uh, Eddie Kendrick song, Keep on Trucking, the 22nd Annual Truckers Parade Against Cancer is this Saturday. Festivals begin at noon. Parade begins at 3.30. Uh, it says, go to the website. We'll make sure we get that from our friend Robert Cloudus Jr. Robert, send me that link, and I can put it up on our uh, Facebook page so people can know where to go and uh, that this is a pretty big deal. They dress up all these um, these tractor trailers and uh, some really, really cool ways to raise money for cancer awareness, and it goes right to the right place. So thanks, Robert, for sending us that uh, reminder that the 22nd Annual truckers parade against cancer is this saturday we also want to remind you that um today is national truckers day Mm -hmm. so you know thank you truckers for what you do yeah absolutely because that's pretty cool so there you go um we have uh we have not only national truckers day Mm -hmm. uh, but we have a story about a truck where halloween came early yeah because of a truck. Okay. To All a right. California highway. All right. A crash involving two trucks caused one of the vehicles to lose its load of candy in the roadway. No. The uh, Madeira office said troopers responded to State Route 99 okay. near uh, Avenue 11. What kind of candy was it? I don't know. Um, it Any was, kind uh, of candy is good, I guess. Uh, it, was, it was littered. It looks like a giant pinata <laughs> went to... Uh, all right. Went went crazy. Huh. I so do you all do the candy thing? Do you do you have kids come? I'm sorry, we don't do it. We don't celebrate it. You don't we usually go out that night. <gasps> On purpose? So you don't have to give the children candy? No, it's not because of that. Really? No, Is that it's not. not why? No, it's not. The Reese cups stay at my house. Okay. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the reason. You don't want to share your Reese cups. <laughs> So, no, we usually go to over to some friend's house uh, for, for that. And let them pay for the candy for the well, little children. Well, we, Got it. Yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> whatever. What is it? Every every co-host I've ever had has been like a curmudgeon when it comes. Like they close the windows down, turn the lights off. Or you go to the back of the house. You rotten kids get out of my yard. Turn the nightlight out. Come to Miss Janet's house. I make little bundles. Go out into the middle of the country. To Miss Janet. <laughs> that, that's right. You'll be welcomed by four beautiful dogs. You know what? I've got little. I've got. We've got littles in our in our little neighborhood now. Yeah, you do. I'm I'm guessing I'll probably have at least six kids come by my house. In, that's a big deal for in me. In our neighborhood, I think we have a total of about ten 
young kids. But we usually have seen over the years, because well, yeah. they bring them in from out of town. I mean, <laughs> I think they're coming all the way from, uh, you know, Danville to get to my house. So you must live in a fancy neighborhood then. <laughs> no, not really. Oh, okay. Because, you know, a lot of people do that. They'll go to the fancy places to get candy. Okay. They don't want the candy in their did, neighborhood. Did you ever, growing up, go to the house where there was a bag hanging on the door that says, please take one, because they, they weren't there, but they left like a bag or a yeah. box out front? How many people really took one? Um, in our neighborhood, they, I mean, most of them did because parents were with them. Ah, okay. So, yeah, they probably. Okay. My favorite Halloween, though, was when um, we had this giant pumpkin mm. that year. Mm-hmm. And and I was little, and I didn't even go out trick-or-treating because I had so much fun watching my dad prank the kids in the neighborhood. Oh, okay. That, that was more fun to me than going out and getting candy. Right. He had put a walkie-talkie into the pumpkin, and it taped ah. it. Ah, and though, so the kids would come up, and right. he would have conversations with the kids. Right. And sometimes, you know, he would, you know, he'd mess with them. Most of the time, he was just joking with them. Right. And we would put the thing out that time. He's like, "Oh, oh, nope, you just take one. Don't you take more than one?" And wow. so the kids thought that was a lot of fun. I thought that was funny. But sure. we had the one little punky kid mm-hmm. who was like, "Pumpkins can't talk," oh. and he starts poking around. He's probably the same guy that doesn't give trick or treat out, like me. Well, this was a little kid. I mean, this was but a little, grew up. To yeah, be probably old. grew up to be you. Um, but he got up close to the pumpkin, and my dad was like, "Get out of here!" And he like went running down the. It was so great. It was it was great. My yeah. old boss Ray Roush used to set up a whole thing. He would use his uh, intercom system mm-hmm. in his house, and he would he would do all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, he he loved Halloween. He had a blast with it. So, um, but yeah. Nothing, nothing against it. I'm, you know, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm all about the. Uh, I like the trunk or treat. I think it's, you know, yeah, safer. Yeah, that's kind of a fun thing. You know, especially in a well, back in the day, they put, you know, I hate to say this, but they put razor blades and needles and apples. They nah, say never take the apple. The, you always get the wrap stuff. I was yeah. sad about that though because we had a lady that made great popcorn. Oh, balls, really? And we love those. And then they told you not to take those, but she was Dang. so great. She was a great lady. Yeah. Hey, congratulations going out to Tammy Lawson. She was our winner of Come oh. to the Cable Tuesday. Way to go, Tammy. And uh, we know that you're going to enjoy that, having those uh, box lunches with your friends there, uh, courtesy of Honey Baked Ham yes. and Harvest Baptist Church, where they remind you it's time, time to, to be, be kind. kind. Here is a final feel-good story okay. before we Let's say goodbye on this Tuesday. Um, a cat performed the most head-scratching stunt in Wales recently okay. on uh, Class Picture Day. Okay, <laughs> all right. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in. <laughs> uh, ten- and seven-year-old Megan and Chloe Roberts were all dressed up and excited to have their picture taken at Drury Primary School. But their excitement couldn't compare to that of Ziggy, their orange and white cat who apparently regularly visits the school. Mm-hmm. Ziggy, the honorary student, felt it was his turn. Okay. The four-year-old cat effortlessly jumped up on the photo chair, looked straight in the camera, and got his picture made, and then got down and left. Wow. <laughs> um, Chloe handed the letter to me. I expected it to be her photos, but I looked, and it was, uh, and it was floods of laughter, and the mom standing by me. I asked what had gone on and said, he just jumped up in the chair. How about we that? didn't even encourage him. Huh. Everybody else was getting up for their photo, so he got up for his. Uh, the school accepted him. He goes there oh, wow. any opportunity. He goes every day. Yeah. It's a part of his regular routine. Oh, his routine. Now. Okay. I got you. Um, they say that the cat's attendance record is an excellent example. <laughs> He's probably getting an award. For the other students. 
He probably does get an award from some teacher there at the school. Right, right. He probably gets like a little cat treat uh, every day. That's right. He keeps coming back. <laughs> um, oh, uh, Emma calls him a complete nuisance because when he makes it onto the school grounds, you can't remove him. He sleeps on books, the headmaster's <laughs> desk, wow. walks in and out of classrooms when they're in session. If wow. a cat could be the village idiot, that cat belongs to me. He is ridiculously <laughs> embarrassing. Wow. I think that um, Ziggy should be mayor <laughs> of the village. <laughs> That's what I think. Oh, gosh. Uh, I hope he makes the yearbook. Mm -hmm. He's really cute. Yeah. I'm going to put the story up on our Facebook page because you know what? With today's headlines, we really need a story like that. All right, guys. Have a great day. We'll come back tomorrow and, and jump over the hump with us. We'll do it again on Wednesday. Make today awesome in the meantime.